Today's episode is part of our Protective Intelligence Honors Program, a program we developed at the Center for Protective Intelligence to celebrate the top pioneers and thought leaders in physical security. Each month, we will be recognizing groundbreaking professionals who have driven new shifts and novel practices, development of innovative solutions, and are contributing to influencing and advancing the physical security and protection industry. I am excited to host this special episode as part of our Protective Intelligence Honors Program, a program we developed at the Center for Protective Intelligence to celebrate the top pioneers and thought leaders in physical security. We are recognizing groundbreaking professionals who have driven new shifts in novel practices, development of innovative solutions, and are contributing to influencing and advancing the physical security and protection industry. Today, I am speaking with one of our honorees, Tony Scotty, the founder of the International Security Driver Association, to discuss his views on leadership, changes in the physical security space, and more. For Tony's complete bio, please visit our website at protectiveintelligencehonors.com. Tony, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's our honor. Tony, how did you get into the security industry? Uh, it was quite by chance, Fred. Uh, I started uh, uh, as an engineer, and uh, I was so good at it, I lasted about a year. And uh, uh, my passion for cars and racing, uh, I had a chance meeting with an old friend uh, in fact, at, a, at an ASIS conference in the early 70s in Boston. And uh, he was a Cuban working in Venezuela. And when we started to talk about what we were doing, I told him I was doing some driver training. And he asked me if I could go to Venezuela to do what he called persecution driving. He meant to say pursuit driving. <laughs> uh, but uh, as you can remember, back in the 70s, Venezuela was pretty bad. So uh, we, uh, I went to Venezuela. Uh, when I got there, we did a uh, forensic analysis of the events that were happening. Uh, vehicle ambushes were the national pastime. And uh, we, uh, uh, from the data, we came up with a pretty good scenario-based training program. And the end result was that it worked. And from that, uh, it spread throughout South America. So the school actually, in the training, actually started in South America. Uh, then a chance meeting again with a, uh, a gentleman who was a director of security of an oil company in Venezuela brought us to do these programs in the U.S., and all my infinite marketing wisdom, I said to the gentleman, what do you need this in the United States for? Uh, so that's how it all got going. And you know, here we are 48 years later. That's an amazing story. Tony, what's the biggest change you've seen in the security space during your career? Well, first of all, <clears throat> excuse me, my career is, is kind of long, so it's been a lot of changes. But I, I think it's the, the biggest Biggest thing I've seen is uh, covering both business and operational. And from the business side, it's how you market 
has changed because of social media. And I think from the uh, operational side, it's the enormous amount of information that's available at your fingertips and uh, technology. And technology is just changing the way uh, we run secure transportation, executive protection, and training. It's The technology is mind-boggling. Tony, how has failure or apparent failure set you up for later success? That's a great question. Uh, And again, it's a tough one for me to answer, Fred, because I've had so many failures. Uh, So it's hard to pick one that's my favorite. But I would say the biggest failure I've had is uh, in 97 when I sold my company. Uh, Monumental mistake. Uh, and, And what I learned from that is that what I was doing wasn't that easy to do. Uh, I had been doing it so long that I thought that literally uh, anybody with a business mind and some assets could do it. And I found out that uh, specialized security is just that, specialized. And it's hard for people who don't understand it, who their only motive is a business mind, to comprehend what the high end of security is all about. That's, uh, that was a monumental mistake on my part. Tony, what's your everyday carry? Fred, again, I think there's some sort of a war about having 82-year-old people carry guns. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but, but in, my, in my earlier days, it was a Browning 9mm high power that was uh, what I t- uh, took with me. And when I went to these countries, it's what I asked for. And uh, I found it uh, to be uh, a gun that I was comfortable with. Certainly old school. There's probably a reason for that. <laughs> yeah. Tony, what motto do you live by? Let your history speak for itself, especially in today's market of social media, where anybody with a keyboard and an internet connection can be anything that they want to be. Uh, really, when it all comes down to it, it's what have you done? What, what is your history? And uh, and what I recommend to all the young folks is just that to consider that what you do today is your history tomorrow. So just be careful what you do and what you say. I I'm amazed at what I see on social media. So let let history speak for yourself. What you did, Tony. What are the biggest changes you expect to see? in the physical security space in the next one to three years? Well, again, another great question. And I, I, first of all, I think everybody would agree it's going to be cybersecurity is going to change the way uh, we do business. It certainly will be affecting vehicles and as we try to connect vehicles. And so uh, I think cybersecurity, I uh, also, I think uh, from a marketing standpoint uh, and uh, the way we try to get businesses going to change, as we have more cyber attacks, uh, people are getting nervous about opening emails, about uh, clicking on to websites. And so I think cybersecurity is going to just change the face of the business. Tony, is there anything I haven't asked you that you would like to share? 
I just think that one of the questions you ask is one of our biggest problems is that the industry is changing dramatically, and we all need to keep up with it. And always keeping in mind that that it's our client who who decides uh, what the risk is and demands uh, that risk to be mitigated. And we really need to know what the client wants. And I think a lot of folks don't tend to do that. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Fred. This episode was brought to you by the Ontic Center for Protective Intelligence. Learn more at ontic.ai/center. Again, that's ontic.ai/center. It was produced by AJ McKeon. Our music is a track called Monte Verde Ride and was written by Brian Bristow and performed by Smoke and Novas. Check them out on Spotify. Please remember to rate and review our podcast on iTunes and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have questions, we'd love to hear them. You can reach us at podcast at ontic.ai or visit ontic.ai slash center for more information. And thanks for listening.